0: Hello and welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Honer and Mark Friedel from Kempoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions.
1: All right, Rick, this week we have a uh, number of just broad economic conditions and events that are happening um, that are impacting our industry uh, for a majority of our stories this week. So the first one is in regards to industrial production and uh, the, the numbers just came in for September and there was a drop in September for the month of 1.3%. A lot of the reasons behind that are things that we've already talked about. Um, uh, Lingering effects uh, from the automotive industry, well, ongoing effects of the automotive industry and the semiconductor shortages. Uh, The automotive industry continues to be down. We still have lingering effects from weather-related events that have happened, uh, especially in the US, such as Hurricane Ida um, not that long ago. And really what's driving this decline in September was manufacturing. That makes up such a large chunk of that, of that industrial production um, index. As you can see from this chart that we're showing here, the, the year over year, three month moving average continues to show a lot of positive um, growth with the exception of automotive. However, when you look at September on a month over month basis, it's starting to decline.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, in everything you see, it's uh, supply side, whether it's microchips or raw materials, ingredients, that supply is really holding back the production. All right, in related news, um, in our new uh, water-based inventory holder, (laughs) the sea, Los Angeles and Long Beach set a new record as of Wednesday um, for the number of container ships. There was over 100, 103 container ships still in, uh, anchored out sort of outside of Los Angeles. Um, And this is despite um, the news that uh, Biden and his organization had come in and uh, tried to lengthen the hours for that port to relieve that bottleneck. And I think the last time we were talking about this, the the joke is okay. Once it gets through the port, now where are the drivers to actually get the the goods beyond the port? So I think this is just the first step. But even even the initial step seems to be going backwards with the number of containers sitting off the coast.
1: Yeah, the recent count was 103, up from 100. And it's it's no longer just a West Coast or um, Southern California issue. It's starting to it's starting to feel an impact along the Atlantic coast as well. And I think. Savannah, Georgia, that port um, continuously gets called out is now starting to see an increase in backlogs as well All right, and if that wasn't bad enough, unfortunately, there's been more and more complaints about uh, containers and shipments, uh specifically in the chemical industry, that are being really deprioritized. Um when you only have so much space on a container ship or or a truck, to ship stuff and you know, you've know, you got something that's fairly easy from a regulatory standpoint, and something that's a bit more complex, such as a chemical ingredient. Um, when it comes to the regulatory and dangerous goods, it feels like they're being prioritized because they're just more complex to manage, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I could just imagine if you've got to fill out all this paperwork or you can just load the container full of toys or whatever it is and get the same amount of money, you're going to move the one that's easier. Yeah, no doubt. All right, and supply chain disruptions continue to plague chemical producers um, and actually are prompting producers to take a deeper dive in their their total value chain. Um, There's some producers that even when they've gone through the process of making sure they've got multiple sources for their own products, what they're finding um, is that actually when they go upstream, their suppliers have not done as good of a job of making sure that they have multiple sources for their raw materials Uh, and so i think this is going to uh, set a precedence for uh, longer longer vision down that value chain or more upstream uh, ultimately to make sure that there's options available and as this is as bad as i've seen it in my career around supply disruptions and so making sure that you've got multiple sources for your raw materials and as high level as possible in that value chain, the better off you are.
1: Yep, no doubt. Uh, We'll quickly touch on the oil and gas market. Uh, uh, Every week we have the rig count. Uh, It's remained fairly steady, actually dropped by one this this week. Um, Oil prices for everyone who's paying attention continue to to climb. when the last time I checked, it was hovering around eighty-five dollars a barrel. And Rick, I don't know if you've seen it um, any higher than that, but that's roughly where I've been seeing it lately.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's in the eighties. All right, and translating that to rail car, I'll quickly go through this. So we actually saw an uptake in rail car traffic, uh, which rebounded from some weakness in in late August. Uh, so so far year to date in north america rail traffic was up 4.3 percent from 2020 and still down uh, 0.2 percent from 2019
1: all right moving on to company news we have a new company Arxada, if i'm pronouncing that correctly Um, as some of us may remember this past summer i think it was in july lonza spun off uh, part of its business into a company called Lanza Specialty Ingredients and it was being called that temporarily until they found a, a name for the company and now they have a name, Arsada. Um, that company, the CEO is Mark Doyle, former formerly from uh, DuPont. Um, and from everything I hear, the name is derived from some Latin root words meaning citadel Or fortress. I believe they're playing on that uh, strength analogy.
0: Hmm, Interesting. Building moats, I'm sure. All right, now, last story of the day uh, as regards to DSM, they've actually completed their acquisition of First Choice Ingredients. That was a $450 million acquisition. Um, So, this was previously announced. Uh, and if you didn't know, First Choice um, was a company that developed and produced dairy-based savory flavorings in the U.S. Um, and so that dollar amount was a roughly 20 times EBITDA sales price, so pretty good multiple uh, there. And uh, just one more thing to think about, DSM, which used to be Mostly a chemical company. Clearly they're they have moved away from that and are in life sciences as well as food ingredients. So interesting to see.
1: Yeah, for sure. DSM, what was that? Dutch State Mines? I don't think they're a mining company anymore. They're not a chemical company anymore. They're probably not even state owned, but hopefully they're still Dutch to some extent. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right there. Total transformation. All right, and that's it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. We'll return next week with a fresh batch. Until then, stay safe.
0: Take care.